Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us, you can ask questions about the stories, you can submit your own fan art, and we can all go like, oh my god, I can't believe they made it look so cool, or whatever we say. And then also, uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Previously on Strangers in the Pines. When Danny comes back, he has a moment of clarity where he feels like he can tap into this latent ability. You see a man that you've never seen before. And you see Avalon screaming, reaching towards him as he raises a weapon and fires on this mechanical panel. She kind of leans down towards Chad and whispers into his ear, Trust the daughter of the matron. The man with the gun attacks the lady. The man with the gun attacks the lady. Debris falls from the sky. I mean, massive chunks of rock, and they start hitting the creatures below. These people dressed in this dark clothing, they're repelling from zip lines down. Avalon immediately goes into panic mode, and she starts motioning, like, everyone go, go, go! Machine gun bullets start, start ripping through, and you see the centaurs that were armed with the different things start shooting bows and, and guns and throwing spears as a massive firefight has just opened as these creatures are screaming and panicking and running towards the portal. 
I step around and it's like, uh, I need to go heal somebody and I need to get people through this freaking portal, I guess. I guess we are doing the portal. Screw it. Danny, you are joyous. You have a drive to protect the people around you, but you have a much larger drive to just decimate these people. You just want to kill everything that isn't your friend or these creatures. The actual soldiers are starting are panicking now, um, and you watch as all these this mass of decay uh, slowly forms on this tree as it turns to this ash and falls apart. And Dottie is laying there unconscious on the ground. Dottie. I'm Isaac, the Deep of Strangers in the Pines, an actual play roleplay podcast using Monster of the Week rules, inspired by things like Gravity Falls, Stranger Things, and Twin Peaks. Let's begin. Hey, there's a town called Pine Forge. You heard of it? Yeah, it's nestled in the heart of the Blackwood National Park in Northeast Oregon. <laughs> the town seems small and quaint at first. But if you know what to look for, and you look hard enough, you realize something strange is brewing under the surface and in the pines that surround the town. This story follows four unusual high school students that we marked as they try to unravel the mysteries of the strangers in the pines. Dottie is laying unconscious on the ground. The tree has withered and died and turned to dust on top of her. Danny is still just summoning these massive magma hands out of the ground and, like, sweeping lava fields. Lucas, you feel less and less pain and pressure on your your shielded areas as the, the gunfire notably lessens. And taking a quick peek, you see that there are fewer and fewer of the soldiers and chad is still uh still sort of bouncing around um firing and whatnot so what would you all like to do i think when lucas sees uh dotty passing out and danny on fire and this whole thing like even though he's a huge monster he's still just like a 16 year old kid i i think he's just really getting freaked out and he's just like Hey, lady, are you good here? Because I got to go check on my friends. Go. I-, I can handle it here. You uh, gather gather them and, and get ready. I, I don't... You- you're not going to be able to get out. We- you have to go through the portal. What? Uh, uh, okay, I can't, I'll, I can't... I'll be right back. All right. Uh, you... uh, and then I'm going to dart across. Do you want me to act under pressure? Is there would, still like I, incoming fire and stuff? Yeah, I would, I would love for you to do an act under pressure for me. I hope. Oh, I got an eight. Yeah, an eight. Okay, uh, you take... Uh, you take... Doing it mixed success. Uh, two damage, um, but you totally... You managed to go to Do- Dottie and, and kind of sweep her up in one of your massive titanic arms. Uh, the damage it, um does not uh does not ignore armor so if you have any armor it uh it soaks it it dings off of my chitness plate okay yeah you've got a shield up and you've basically had uh this unconscious dotty cradled in one hand as bullets are bouncing off uh danny 
Uh, what would you like to do? Much like Don Cheadle's Captain Planet, um, Danny has grown uh, lustful with power and kind of vengeance and just, you know, this this version of Danny is enjoying seeing all the, the carnage and wreckage that, that he's creating. Yeah, uh, he's just, he's lost. He's lost in the fire and the heat and the magma and just not even like the necessarily rage, but he's lost. Um, and plus, if I remember correctly, last game, uh, I failed to roll. So I think that only makes sense that he's just kind of going nuts here. Lost in it. Yep. Um, so lost as in like, he's losing it. Like he's just going crazy on all these guys or lost. Like he's in his secret place and like incoherent. I would no, say, he's going crazy on these guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that, that Isaac had previously mentioned that uh, Danny is in con- Danny is in control. This isn't like you know some alternate entity. This is Danny, but he's lost in the power in this power that he has. And and uh... so okay, all right. So you all are in the cave, and you've managed to to grab. Um, Dottie and you have her uh you see Chad is still fighting but it, it has has a few wounds that are bleeding um and he actually starts to turn and bamps over towards Avalon and starts running towards her um not in like a threatening way but just like like a retreat you see Danny is slowly getting brighter and brighter and now he actually is almost sort of like gliding over this pool of magma and so behind him almost like the snail's trail is this line of molten rock um and uh you watch as he just kind of extends his hands at his side and these like molten cracks start to form in the side of this like silver veined marble um as you actually like start to hear the machinery of the portal start to like creak um as more of these like red magma magma veins start forming around uh around him and up these like up the walls as danny just glows this uh brighter it's it's weird it's very bright but it's also this deep 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 red of this like uh sulfuric chemical burn so yeah what would you uh what would you like to do uh lucas yeah, I think Lucas is running towards the portal with Dottie. Um, oh, I'm, I'm going to use the infection in Danny. Oh, baby, I got a 10. All right. So uh, basically, like, I think what happens, I still don't think that this is something that um, Lucas is doing on purpose. Like, he just sees Danny going nuts and he's just like, uh, you know, trying to get Dottie out. He's running towards the exit and he's just like, Danny, Danny, you've got to stop. Now I will say this, uh, Danny. Would you like this to? Uh, would you like this to take effect? You know, Danny in his current state is is not being open to any sort of external. You know, um, he's lost. He's just lost in this power. If you if you get a sense that that you were that that is what you know you thought that that would work, then Lucas might have a sense that, uh oh. Danny's now become a threat and Lucas is now armed with that information, which is, which is good information to have. So that, that your success got you that information. 
Yeah, I'm definitely think Lucas is like, oh crap, how am I gonna stop Danny? Like he's he's murdering all these people. Yeah, you and 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 that's that's the that's actually kind of this terrifying thing. It's you you uh, instinctively as you kind of do this, you feel this this wave of power surge out, and you feel a connection to Danny for just a moment, and then instantly in your mind. Um, you have this searing. It literally feels like your your brain has been plopped in a frying pan. Um, this searing pain, and you just see this like this image, and it's not Danny. It's not what Danny looks like right now. Of this like magmalescent humanoid, and just just reaching reaching out with its this hand with this silent scream on its face, uh, right towards you. Um. And you you feel the con- you feel you manage to snap the connection um, and shake it away. But you, like you look at Danny and you you see you feel scared. It's weird. You've never looked at Danny and felt scared before. I think uh, Lucas is thinking, "Oh shit! Oh god! Oh Danny! What the hell? Oh man!" And as he's doing that, he's still trying to get uh, Dottie to the portal. Like, and I'll hand her off to a centaur, centaur or something. Instant, not even, not even like you are. You are there at the edge of the. You are there and just st- like two strides at the edge of this massive portal, um, and you see that like it was actually kind of shimmering this uh, this glowing white earlier. Um, now it's kind of speckled with these like different colors in there. Um, as you see, Avalon's just like furiously typing on this machine. Um, before she finally like, throws her hands up and and just runs toward uh, runs towards the machine and looks at looks at the portal and just goes, uh, "I'm sorry, I couldn't I couldn't maintain it," and then jumps through. And as she does, you you see the power sort of fluctuate on it as these 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 colors start to penetrate more and more into this white glow until it it now re- kind of almost pitches this like giant spinning color wheel. Um, and at the very center is this like um, this single white pinpoint, and then it you watch as like it just instantly. It gets down small to like a uh, the size of like a literal pinpoint, and then once it disappears, all fucking hell breaks loose. Uh, you see uh, that Ch- uh, T- Chad actually bamf through the air and slam into Danny, and as he does, um, Danny hits the ground hard with a crack. And you watch as, like, the eyes roll up in the back of his head. Um, But then, just as you're processing that, you see uh, the swirling wheel of color uh, start to produce a massive sucking force. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Whoa. Nope. Nope. Uh, This doesn't seem right. Chad, come over here. Get away from him. (laughs) Uh, How's Danny look? Is he unconscious? What's going on? Danny's just having a time of it. Um, while I'm holding, uh, Dottie, I want to try and infect her. God damn it. Absolutely not. (laughs) That's not how it works. So, is her body just, like, uninfectable, or she just resisted me that one time? 
Uh, no, Dottie resisted you that one time uh, due to conflicting natures of power. Okay, so I want to infect her and then do use infection to try and heal her. I, I, I'm not that wounded. I only have two wounds. Fine. Yeah. You're unconscious. Okay, fine. Then I'm just smack, smacking her. Like, Daddy! Daddy, wake up! Smacking her in the face. Uh, I wake up and it's like, uh, what's going on? What do I see again? A bunch of light. Uh, you look up and it, like, you see, like, this massive swirling color wall that has now turned into this, like, like, terrifying painting of all these different, like, spheres of color bouncing, like, shattering against each other. Um, it's just horrific. You hear, like, uh, the cracking sound of massive earth starting to collapse, and, um, you, like, see all your, like, like, your jewelry and your, like, some of the looser pieces of your clothes are actually being sucked towards this portal. Um... That's what you wake up to. Oh, good. You're awake. Dottie. Danny's going crazy. Use your, like, magical words or something. Wherever you are, relax. Also, am I on drugs? Is this the drugs I've heard so much about? Have I finally done the drugs? As as you say that and you're having this kind of, like, am I on drugs? Uh, you, uh, you are wrenched out of, uh, Lucas's hands and sucked into this portal as the, in the, the, this pulling force gets into like 10 times more intense um actually danny and uh danny and shad get sucked in as well and lucas can you make me a kick some ass roll to try and resist if you want to uh danny's unconscious yeah danny danny got tackled by chad and hit the ground really hard uh cracked his head against the the pavement so he's he kind of ragdoll flies into this yeah this yeah he's vortex. he's just like uh, and you watch his uh, he's like slowly midair turning back into sort of normal Danny. Um, I got an eight. Alrighty. Um. So I I imagine that like she gets sucked out of my hands. I'm like, oh god, oh crap, 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 and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Chad and Danny go flying by me. Oh god, oh god. Oh, oh shit. And I'm like, grab the ground and I'm trying to like hold on and like chunks of rock are like coming off and flying past me and the rock I'm holding on to starts to like lift up. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, this is not good. And uh, I, I imagine some like little tentacles shoot out of my arms to try and like hold me. But yeah, you're like, you're like, it's weird. They're like trying to, they're they're trying to form uh, uh, impromptu arms. And you actually, you take uh, one damage, um, ignore armor as your feet actually lift up and, like, are in the portal, and it's weird. It, they're, like, almost, like, spaghettied in the portal. They're, they're kind of, like, long and twisting, and actually it's, like, weird because it's, like, it's almost like looking at, like, an infinite mirror loop, and it's just your legs twisting in this infinite spiral. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, it hurts your back. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a real... Ter- being turned into the a giant corkscrew throughout Infinium is is a very painful experience. <laughs> really? I thought yep. it would feel really great. <laughs> um, um, as you look up, okay. uh, you you actually st- start to see the, the edges of the walls where the magma was kind of like cracks are spreading farther up. Pieces of, of rock are starting to, to fall. You actually um, watch as like a chunk of rock falls from the ceiling and the helicopter that was blocking the hole falls in hits the ground and explodes just oh god 
Um, which does not do anything to help this structurally unstable cave. Your fingers are, are holding on and the tentacles are doing that. Um, and the ground... Well, I think as things start exploding around me, I'm just like, Ugh. well, I hope this works out okay. And I just let go and like fall back into the portal. Yep, and, and you fall back. And the last thing you watch is uh, is this entire cave system just sort of collapse inward on itself um, as you are pulled. And, and instantly, it's just... It's so much for your mind to take in. It's, uh, you're speeding, like, so fast that it feels like, like, the fastest roller coaster you've ever been on, but for some reason, there's, like, no, like, your body isn't moving. It's, like, suddenly it's just subject to a bunch of G-force from every single angle. Um, and all around you is just this almost cacophonous sound of just imagine like 40 orchestras playing uh over each other and the this massive sort of array of of colors and it's it's weird it you look at it like a tunnel but as you're looking at it it switches between looking like a tunnel and looking like a flat map and it's just so hard for your brain to process and then you hit the ground oh Hello players, it's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire. I hope you've been enjoying Strangers in the Pines. I wanted to let you know that we're currently creating a new Powered by the Apocalypse game called Dust World. It's in the same setting as our podcast, if you're familiar with that. The new rules and the flavor really help the game flow and enable it to create those epic dramatic scenes like you might find in anime. If you're interested in checking that out, check out the link in the description. Also, you can always join our email list for when we are going to kickstart that or other news about what the RPG Empire is up to, and that is also in the description. So a lot of good stuff going on in the description. Don't forget you can find us on social media at the RPG Empire. We're everywhere. Now back to the show. You set up, and you are in this cave, uh, Lucas, and your your titan form starts to slowly fade as you're it, you're no longer in battle mode. You're tired from having to hold it that long, and uh, it's 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 you know it, it, actively using it is a little bit weirder than passively using it. Um, and so you're a little bit tired, but you're you know you're still fit as can be, and you kind of stand up and head up and very quickly you look and see that uh, this cave is made out of the same material as the other one. Uh, you kind of sit up and it's uh, you kind of breach and you're in the woods at a very it's weird. You turn around and you see a familiar cliff face but it's just an open cavern mouth there. Um, you do not see anyone else around you. Dottie, you kind of, you wake up, and it's weird. Uh, you kind of sit up, and you're lightly kind of wrapped in these uh, vines. And as you kind of sit up, they uh, kind of fall away from you. Um, but you're in this beautiful little uh, little pine glaive, and you see just like these little patches of um, 
of shrubbery and sitting up you realize there's like three or four families of deer here and they look at you and just without like not even giving a second glance just go back to what they're doing and uh yeah and i mean they're they're close like three four feet away okay well this is the drugs all right i'm going home i'm i don't know what happened i i might be dead that's an intense possibility um but you know i keep saying that you know i'm dead but like why would i be conscious i, I don't know i'm just gonna go home and uh I'm going to rest, and then I'm going to call um, Lucas and Chad and uh, Danny and uh, see if they're okay. Uh, hopefully they're not dead, and if they are, there's nothing I can do. Danny, you actually kind of sh- uh, shift awake. It was You're not sure exactly what happened. You Chad tackled you. You hit your head, and then everything gets really fuzzy. Um you're not sure what happened or if it's kind of a dream but you you actually um it's weird you're sort of laying back and you feel this kind of like warmth on like the lower half of your body it almost feels like like bath water um and as you kind of sit up and look around you're almost laying in this sort of like meteor-esque uh crater um and like in the bottom of it, you're sitting in like a half a half inch of just standing magma. Doesn't burn. I, I I think I think that like weird thing that goes on where like even when something isn't burning, but you would expect it to be burning. Um, I, I think he just kind of panics and he scrambles, you know, scrambles out of the magma uh, backwards on his on his kind of hands and and like crab walking, you know up out of this this crater so you you manage to scramble backwards you're kind of jerky and, and a little bit nervous as uh you like it's like the thing if you accidentally set your hand on the burner and it's not hot but you instantly jerk it away only it's like yeah. a good a good a good uh a good five feet of that kind of like ah, ah, and kind of like jerking away and you're just kind of scrambling up the edge of this like darkened blackened crater and finally kind of get to the lip of it and you do have the sudden realize of I don't have any burns, but it, and that's just the neutral kind of thought you get. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think, I think his confusion is, is preventing him from really focusing on that fact. And, and so, so I think, you know, now that he's out of danger, the next thing that he, that he's going to do is going to look around and try to see if he can figure out where he is. And so where, where does it look like he is? Uh, so it kind of, it, he's definitely in the woods a little bit, um, but you see kind of off a little ways a dirt path, um, and, uh, a little bit ways up that kind of tracking the path with your eyes, you see, uh, 97.3 Pine Forge, Pine Forge Public Radio. Yeah, I think, you know, what his first thing, you know, once he kind of looks around, um, he, you know, he would call out and he would say, uh, uh, Lucas, Lucas, are you here? Lucas, Dottie, Dottie, is anyone here? I guess uh, Chad, I, I guess as, Chad. As I you say that, <laughs> um, as you say, is anyone here? You suddenly hear a sort of cracking behind you. And you see 
out of the ground emerge this kind of small ball, like about the size of a softball-sized piece of magma, and you see four little nubs kind of grow out of it as it kind of teeters for a second and then slowly starts to make its way up the the wall. Um, looking up at you, it kind of, you see that uh, as the softball-sized sphere actually on the front of it starts to crack a little bit and deform what could be associated as a face of some sort. Like, is this creepy or cute? <laughs> it's it's cute, sort of. Uh, and that's actually kind of ironic, because as you've backed up and go watching, you watch just like, with each little step, there's, like, a little seared, like, black spot in the ground where it walks. Not anything big, it's, like, the size of a quarter, but it leaves these little dark little seared footprints as it kind of, like, comes up towards you. All right, so, so you said it climbs up the wall, or does it go up the drive? And it's sort of, like, teeter wobbles, like, newborn puppy style, up, like, kind of up towards this, um, moving up towards you and kind of, like, cracks the, this, um, uh, the, like, the mouth area, and you're instantly like, oh, it, like, kind of reminds you of a puppy until it makes the noise, and it sounds like the, like, sounds like someone gargling a lava lamp. It's just goopy and bubbly and not at all auditorily pleasant. Danny, Danny would be watching it. And, like, there would be a moment where, you know, obviously the cuteness, like, Danny can recognize that, and he'd crack a little bit of a smile, but then when it makes that noise, Danny's eyes just go wide, and I think he just turns and starts running running towards the uh, 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 radio station. So you head up, uh, and you head towards the, the radio. Um, and we're going to cut back to Lucas. I think, so you I found your... Sorry, real quick. I think that it's important to note that Danny does not notice. Uh, if there's anything out of the ordinary about it, Danny doesn't notice. So, yeah, uh, Lucas, you are kind of at the mouth of this cave. What would you like to do? It's leading into the forest. Uh, yeah, it's leading into the forest. You do know how to get. You think you know how to get back to town from where you are. Um because of the, you came, you know, you are at the cliff face that you were at when you went into, when you went into it. Okay. So, uh, I think what Lucas is going to do is like, as he comes out, you know, he's like calling for everyone. Danny, yo, Danny, where you at, man? Dottie? Number seven? Where is everybody? And then he like taps his chest like, Biggs, you in there? is weird and i want to try and uh use magic to view another place and another time to try and get a sense where everybody is i got a seven on a seven i get to it works imperfectly choose your effect and glitch the keeper will decide what effect the glitch has so for my effect of view another place uh not another time and the glitch, um, I'll just say it has a short duration. Um, well, you look and you see uh, this, uh, the actual, the radio, uh, the radio station sign. Uh, you see a dirt path and the radio station sign. And that's uh, just about all you okay. get is uh, you feel your connection sort of snap. 
That was weird. I really feel like I just saw the radio station. It'd be cool if you were here, Biggs. Oh, well. Um, uh, and as you say that, uh, as you say that, um, you suddenly feel like, it's weird. It's like almost, it's not quite like you have to puke, but you just feel kind of like, <laughs> kind of icky for a second as you see out of your, out of your chest, um, pops, uh, your, it pops Biggs. And, um, he kind of like hits the ground and he, he stumbles a little bit and, uh, not like an injured way, but more in like a dazed way and looks up and goes, holy shit, Lucas. What? Oh my god. That was crazy, what? right? Let's go. Like, that was crazy. Oh, yeah. I was squished and, like, rung around. I felt like someone was making me into pasta. Also, it's good to see you. Yeah, it's gone. That was not. Like, I was in. Like, I was. It was not pleasant. I would. I would say so. Um. I'm. Holy shit! What? The what? cave? Is there something else? Well, what? I, I don't know. You seem to be taking the 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 massive teleportation and um I don't know the 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 destruction of a cave. Your friend turning into I don't know, freaking Johnny Johnny Flame from, but like an evil Johnny Flame, like oh from the like. The pretty good four. <laughs> the the used to be better four. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> the team formerly known as the four that were also fantastic. The phenomenal four. That, the phenomenal four. <laughs> the yeah, phenomenal yes. four. Oh, I love that comic. Holy yeah. shit! You're right. He was. That was pretty cool. Also, I think he murdered like a hundred people. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he. You, like. We're gonna have to have a chat. Yeah. Y that's that's gonna be the minor part of it, uh, but okay. Well, I think I know where he is. So I don't know. Do you want to lift? Do you want to run? What's going on here? I mean, you could always just turn back into a bird and fly over there. That that was my plan. I I'm just wanting to know what you're gonna do. Uh, Biggs turns into a bird. <laughs> Oh, okay, sure. I, yeah, and then yeah, I turn into a bird yeah. too. Uh, I I like to think that uh, that he's not a very graceful bird. <laughs> like he's trying to like fly, but it, it just kind of looks like a person trying to be a bird. Uh, like it gets the job done. But if somebody saw this bird flying, yeah, they're it like just it will be a little off. Yep. I like I like the idea that it takes a few tries, like the wings are flapping at imprecise times for a little bit, and you have to like take like a, <laughs> yeah, a few yeah. minutes to, to just be like like five minutes for it to be like, all right, here you go. This is bird one oh one. This is how you bird. So as I'm flying, can I do an investigate a mystery to try and spot the uh, Dottie and Chad? Uh, sure. <laughs> oh boy, not good. I got a one. Experience though. So not only do I not find them, <laughs> I crash into a tree or something. Yeah, you actually, uh, you're like flying really high and you're like, oh, this is so much fun to be a bird. It's so great. I love this. And then as you look up and there's an airplane just like flying like two feet away from you. Oh, shit. <laughs> just this massive roaring jet. I imagine that you immediately fucking drop out of the sky as all your attempts to attempt to fly just go 
from, oh, I'm flying to, I just shit my pants. <laughs> uh, yeah, just heading straight for the radio station. No fooling around. And uh, yeah, and if Biggs is up here, he, he just definitely looks over at Biggs like real serious. And he goes, dude, straight to the radio station. No fooling around. Biggs is in the middle of a barrel roll as you say that. <laughs> just uh, Biggs is just having a grand old time, just like swooping up, like diving down, doing barrel rolls. Just like he'll just stop flying in midair and go free fall for a little bit, and just then open up the wings and just. And then he looks over at you and just goes, "What? What's wrong? First day on your new wings?" Ha ha ha! Very funny. Oh, don't be like that. Everyone almost gets hit by a plane once or twice. Come on. <laughs> All right, then. Sourpuss. I thought I was a sourpuss. Oh, Let's go to the radio station. Um, as he kind of like banks and starts heading towards the radio station. Um, we're going to go back to Dottie. Dottie, you've, you're wandering through the woods. and uh, Yes, one does. It's going. It's, a going. it's going pretty good. Uh, you're... You're, you're walking, and, like, it's weird. There's animals about. You have, like, birds, like, pecking on the ground in front of you. And, like, you walk, like, right up to a bird, like, waiting for it to fly away. And, like, it's kind of awkward for a second because it just kind of, like, looks up at you and cocks its head. And you're like... You have to, like, step around the bird now, and you're like, what the hell? Okay. Um, I'm kind of looking around. At any point, do I see a bird? This has happened to me again. Well, it's a little bit different. You haven't, like, emerged out of a tree or anything, and you, you like, you went through some crazy shit, and, um... But, like, you've, t you've like, gone different places before without your, uh, with against your will, per se. And, um, are you looking for anything specifically? Oh, no, I'm just wondering if another bird does that in my path, because if it does, I kind of want to, like, ask it, Are, are you okay there, bud? <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, another bird does that. It's like a, a like a, like a, a blue jay. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it, uh, you walk up and you, it, it's just standing right there and you kind of lean down and you say that. It once again just kind of like cocks its like head and like after a second goes back to like picking at the ground. Um, and then it like looks back up at you and kind of like shuffles on its like, uh, its little bird feet awkwardly and then kind of like moves out of the way very slowly. <laughs> No, 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 you're, you're fine. I just, uh, 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 am I talking to a bird? Good lord, Dottie, get going. And I just start strolling, strolling again. Am I near town yet? Uh, yeah, actually, after probably about ten minutes, you emerge into town, um, and you instantly go, fuck me. I, I'm lost, because it doesn't look like Pine Forge. It's, um... It's actually, it's strange. You see, like, uh, where Pine Forge was definitely more like, um, sort of hodgepodge, a little like, there's a definitely, it's like old, like, brick buildings, um, with some, like, wooden timbers, uh, old, old shipping, uh, old shipping town. Very industrial. Um, yeah, it would have very industrial revolution kind of feel mixed in with some nice, uh, Northwestern, uh, Northwestern pine feel. Uh, now looking out on it, it looks like, like a mat, like the entire town got gentrified. You see like windowsill gardens hanging down and like people riding bikes, um, in the square and, and everything's kind of like a weird, like 
it, it still it still has like some of the elements of that industrial age town, but everything's more you know streamlined and people are living in it, and you know it's very. I, all all I can say is it looks very gentrified. Like you see, like an old warehouse that's now been converted to apartments. Um, I'm going. It's been a while since I've had my panini. Um, I'm hungry again. I'm gonna take a moment and have a bite to what eat. What time of day is it? It's. Uh, I, it's probably. It's like. Yeah, it's it's probably about three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have uh, another meal. Like I had my panini early in the morning. That was like what ten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nine. Yep. So you're getting a little bit peckish. Uh, yeah. So you kind of wander around. Um, it's weird. All the streets are the same, but all the businesses are different. Uh, I go into a you know a gastropub of a kind. Maybe it's a coffee shop, but it's an extremely you know modern looking coffee shop yeah. where not everything is distressed and bohemian, but rather everything is a reflective surface. You know, everything's very yep. white. You kind of walk in, and all of a sudden, every single person's eyes are on you. It fades after a second, and you see a, a, a waitress that was actually helping people kind of in, uh, kind of next to you break off in, like, the middle of their order, walk over and go, Uh, Miss Coughlin, uh, d- d- let me get you seated. Uh, uh, I, I think you might have me confused with somebody else. I know I'm a little underdressed uh, for this kind of place, but I, I do have money, I promise. Do, do you want to see? She, uh, and this waitress looks really, really, really confused as you kind of, like, look around and you notice that kind of, um, on, like, uh, on this sort of, uh, like, little newsstand kind of near the door, uh, you see your parents dressed in, your father's dressed in, like, a beautiful, uh, tux and, and tie, and your mother has this long, elegant black dress on, um, it's, uh, and it's weird, your dad has more hair than he did, he was a little bit thinning on top, now he's got a, that, he's got this kind of smart-looking goatee, and they're standing in front of, um, this massive, uh, building, and it reads, um... New generators added at the Coughlin Power Plant, now deemed the largest non-oil power source in North America. I kind of look at that. I immediately ignore it. I don't know who the Coughlins are. Wow, they sure look like my parents. And no, I it said- is. It is very. No, no, no. It is your. It is you know. That is your mother, and that is your nope, father. Nope, nope, I don't know that at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I, okay, uh, so, um, I would like, well, I've already had a panini today. Um, uh, what would you recommend that's not too expensive? We have wraps. <laughs> this, this, th- like, this, this poor waitress is very fat, flabbergasted, and as you're having this awkward conversation, we're going to cut back to Danny. Um, Danny, you, uh, you ran to the sign. Did you head towards the radio station? Yeah, I think I think he runs. He runs to the the, the door. Uh, he's been to the radio station before, so he knows. You know, I think he has an idea of what door to go to, and um, and he just starts like pounding on the door and and saying, uh, "Mister Mister Fox, Mister Murdoch Fox, please please let me in. It's Danny. We met before. I'm a really big fan. Please let me in." 
Uh, and as you do this, you see, uh, you have the, you watch the door open as a, a man steps out, kind of squinting against the the sunlight, and goes, "Danny, what the hell are you doing here?" And it's Sheriff Stone, dressed uh, so, like normal clothes, with this big pair of recording earphones around his his neck. Denny kind of stumbles back, you know, shocked, but, you know, recognizing the face, you know, he says, uh, Sheriff Stone, why, why are you at the radio station? Where's, 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 where's Murdoch Fox? Danny, Sheriff Fox is downtown. Well, that's it for this episode of Strangers in the Pines. Don't forget to check us out on social media at the RPG Empire. Have an awesome day and play on.